you take your Bibles, please, and turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to be looking in a few moments, with, starting with verse 1. But before we do that, I want to uh, ask you a question, and I, and I want you to respond. I'm going to ask you a group of several questions, and you tell me, you know, what, what you would, you know, you say your response out loud, okay? All right. I'm going to mention several different businesses or organizations, and you tell me what the product is that they produce. All right. McDonald's. Now that one's easy. Tyson. Chicken. Scanna. Unless there's been a storm. Uh, Lexington County Hospital. Healthcare. Good. Uh, Brooklyn Casey High School. What? <laughs> I heard about five things. Football, yeah. <laughs> How about graduates? That's their aim, isn't it? But they're, they're, hopefully you get them to graduate. All right, now here's the hard one. Holland Avenue Baptist Church. Workers, servants, disciples. Somebody finally read the titles of the sermon. <laughs> right. We're to be thinking about disciples and making disciples. You know, one of the five functions of the church is discipleship. You know, we've been looking at the functions of the church, worship and evangelism, uh, ministry, you know, different things. Today we're going to be looking about at discipleship and what discipleship means. It's one of the five functions of the church. It's one of the, the main dis things we're supposed to be doing. Now notice something. The answer is it converts. The answer is disciples. It's not enough just to produce converts. We've got to move on to the place where we take those converts and get them to be true followers of the Lord Jesus. Now, with that in mind, look at this passage of Scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Do you see the progression there? Paul said, all right, I'm teaching you. What you have learned from me, you take that and you teach others. Now, what kind of people is he supposed to teach? People who can still teach others to move forward in discipleship. Someone comes to church. Maybe they're invited to church. Maybe they're brought to church. They come to church and they hear the Word of God preached. They come to Sunday school and they hear it taught. They find people who care about them and express interest in them. They hear about Jesus and they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Then what? What happens next? Well, we give them a Bible and we say, read this. And we give them a manual for the church and we say, believe this. And we give them as... Uh, a schedule of our services, and we say, attend these, and we have a job opening for them, and we say, serve here. And when we've done all of those things, we've given them everything they need to have to succeed as being a disciple, right? Right? Wrong. Mm -mm. We haven't given them everything they need. Think, if you will, about the Great Commission. Remember, we've looked at that before several times. And we've, we've thought about that, you know, Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all nations. 
to make disciples. And that's going to involve a process. Make disciples means to make learners, to move them forward in following Christ. You know, a disciple is someone who learns after someone else and then begins to copy them in the way in which they live and in which the way they do their task. And so it has to do with the process. It's not an instant occurrence. You don't instantly become a disciple of the Lord Jesus. Now, you, you do in the sense that you become his follower, but you aren't spiritually mature as a mature disciple instantly. There's a process that's involved. There's a process that moves us towards Christian maturity. The Bible indicates this in several different ways. In the book of Ephesians, it reminds us that there is growth in the Christian life, and it's somewhat like the, the growth of a person. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15, Paul wrote, Then we no longer will be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up unto him who is the head. We're to be growing up in Christ, becoming more and more like him, becoming mature in him. We grow as a human being. In another place, Paul indicates we might grow as a tree. Chapter 3, verse 17, he says, And I say, pray that you, being rooted and established in love. You know, your tree gets rooted, gets established, and then it begins to grow. So rooted and established in love. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he uses the analogy of building on a foundation. He says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Christ is the foundation. And then Paul goes on in the next verse that talks about building on that foundation. We build our Christian lives on the foundation of Christ. We develop in our Christian lives. It's, it's, it's like if you've ever built a house. You build a foundation, then you continue to add to it. And that's the way we develop as Christians. So you see in all of these things a progression, the idea of growth, the idea of increase. Now, when Nicodemus came to Jesus one night, Jesus said to him, Nicodemus, you must be born again. When we put our faith in Jesus, when we accept him as our Lord and our Savior, we're born into the kingdom of God. Well, you know, we aren't born as adults. We're born is spiritual babies. Think about what a couple does when they have a new child and they come home from the hospital with that child. They take their child up to the room and they say, okay, kid, there's your crib. There's the changer. There are diapers and wipes underneath. Let's go over here. The kitchen is over on this side. The formula's in the refrigerator. I've already mixed up the bottles for you, so it'll make it easy for you. The microwave is over the stove. Go to it. No. Not the way it works, is it? But we do a little bit of that in church sometime. Somebody accepts Jesus as Savior. They make a profession of faith. They receive Him. And we say, all right, here's the worship place. Here's the Sunday school. You know, here's the hymnal. You got you a Bible. Go to it. And that's not enough. Paul said to Timothy, teach others. Bring them to the place where they can teach a baby needs personal nurture. He's got to have parents who look after him and fix his food and 
see that he's clothed and begins to learn things and understand things. It's a process. It goes on for a long time. If you've raised kids or if you're raising kids, you know, it takes a while. You know, they don't become adults in six months. You know, it takes, you know, what, 18 years? It really takes a lot more than that, years more. Some of you are still working on your kids, and your kids are 40. But, <laughs> but the same thing works with new Christians. We've got to help them to develop and grow. And that's a big part of what discipleship means. Think about how Jesus worked with his disciples. In Mark chapter 3, verse 14, the scripture says, He appointed twelve, designated them apostles, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out. They had to be with him a while before they could be sent out. Think of how Jesus worked with these disciples. Well, he taught them. He taught them by his words, and he taught them by his example. They could hear what Jesus said, and they could watch what Jesus had to do. What else did Jesus do? He settled arguments among them. You know, they'd get into squabbles, wouldn't they? I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. You know, you ever raise kids? <laughs> Isn't that what they do? Isn't that what we do sometimes in the church? What are we showing? We had not grown up yet. That's what we're showing. So Jesus had to settle arguments with his disciples. He spent time with them. You ever notice in the scripture sometimes Jesus says he took, off his, he took his disciples and went off to a quiet place. You know, he just had to be, you know, together with them in a small group if he was going to have them to grow. And he showed them how and then let them go out and try how to do it. That begins to give us some idea of how we develop as Jesus' disciples and how we're to be helping others develop as Jesus' disciples. Or let's think about one disciple. Let's think about Simon Peter and how Jesus worked with him. Well, first of all, he called him. You know, he said, Simon Peter, you're a fisherman. Come and follow me. I'll make you a fisher of men. And then he visited his home. Well, that's one of the first things that happened after Jesus called Simon Peter's disciple. He went home with him. He spent time with him. He healed his mother-in-law. She was sick with a fever in bed, and he raised her up. Maybe Jesus, maybe, maybe Peter liked following Jesus because she got well and he got the mother-in-law out of the house. Never thought about that. I had never thought about that. <laughs> but he was in his environment. He went where he was. He was in his home. He commended him. When Jesus said, who do people say that I am? A lot of different answers. Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, right, Peter, God revealed that to you. But it wasn't but a few minutes later after Jesus said that he was going to be crucified that Simon Peter took him aside and said, not you, Lord, but I'll let this happen to you. And he said, Peter, you're acting like Satan. Get behind me. You don't understand how God works. So he rebuked him. He had to correct him. He let him take a chance. Jesus came to the disciples walking on the water. Simon Peter saw him and said, Lord, if it's really you, let me come to you on the water. Jesus said, come on. So... Here he came, and there he went. <laughs> Down, and Jesus had to rescue him. But he, he gave him the opportunity to try and fail. He washed his feet at the Last Supper. Wow. What a model of being a servant, seeing a need and fulfilling it. He warned him. 
Before the crop crows three times, Peter, you go to deny me. Mm, Lord, not me. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But after he did, he restored him. As many times as Simon Peter had denied Jesus, Jesus gave him the opportunity to say, I love you. Many times he restored him. And then what? He gave him a job. And he let him preach the first Christian sermon. And at Peter's preaching, 3,000 people were brought into the church that very first sermon. Wow. Jesus took him, moved him, worked with him, helped him, encouraged him, guided him, and finally he became to the place where Jesus wanted him. Think about how Paul discipled others. First Timothy 2, it says, just as a nursing mother cares for her children. Now, that, that's a pretty good analogy of how we deal with new believers. He went on to say a few verses later, as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God. As our children get a little more mature, we comfort them, we encourage them, we urge them to do the right things. And that's what we're to be doing with one another to help us all grow in the things of the faith. We encourage one another, we comfort one another, and we urge each other to really serve the Lord and to follow Him. You see, it was personal nurture. We need that personal nurture. If programs don't make disciples. Disciples make disciples. And if we're truly trying to follow the Lord Jesus, we're not just trying to grow ourselves. We're trying to figure out how can I invest my life somewhere to help someone else grow with the faith. It may be your own children. Have you ever thought about that it ought to be your job to disciple your children, to help them to come to know Jesus, and then to help them grow in Jesus? That's just not the church's job. That's the job of Christian parents. We have other opportunities at the church. Sometimes we have the opportunities with the friends we know outside the church to personally be involved to help them. Spiritual development is a process. We start with a lost person. We moved when they've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Then they're a spiritual child. We move from that to being a grown disciple and then a disciple maker. Now, where are you in the progression? Have you ever accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior? Have you ever come to the place where we recognize that you are a sinner, that you've done wrong, and that you need Jesus to forgive you of your sins? You need His sacrifice to count for you so that you will have an eternity in heaven and not in hell? You may be a lost person today. You never have really received Jesus as Savior. You may be a spiritual child today. Let me tell you something. You know, most of the children went to children's church. That doesn't mean there are no more spiritual children in here. Sometimes people are members of churches for years, but spiritually, they're still children. They argue, and they squabble, and they have the wrong values, and they think the things that are valuable aren't really valuable, just like a child. Maybe, maybe you realize, hey, I am a spiritual child, and I've made resolutions, I've, I've, I've decided I'm going to grow in the faith, and, and some now it just never has come about. And maybe you need to start over again. Maybe you need to seek out somebody that you say, hey, that person is a mature disciple. I want to be like them. Go to them. 
Say, would you take me under wing? Would you be my mentor? Would you help me to grow in the things of the faith? Someone comes and asks you that, wouldn't that be a compliment? And wouldn't that be a wonderful opportunity to invest yourself in helping to make disciples? Maybe you are a disciple of Christ. You're following Christ. You're serving Him. But you need to take the next step up and say, what do I need to be involved in that will help me to nurture others to grow in the faith? To come to know the Lord Jesus and then begin growing. Get the picture. Just like, you know, a, a, a factory takes raw materials and produces a product, we take the raw material of a lost person as a church and seek to produce the product as a, a mature, multiplying disciple. Follow the Lord Jesus. That has to be our product. And we have to think about how we can do that as individuals. We need to think about how we can do that as a church and work through that. The church needs more disciple makers. There are too many church members who are like spiritual children, who just never have been assisted the way they need to be assisted to grow in the things of the faith. There are too many church members who haven't been trained how to do the basic things in ministry for the Lord. They need training. Alden Trueblood, man, the theologian, Bible scholar, said that one of the biggest problems in today's church is that there are too many people who are not really involved in doing what the Lord wants them to do. And he said, and they don't even realize that there's anything wrong. And he, and he went on to say, how are you going to win any victories if 90% of the soldiers are untrained and uninvolved. Church doesn't make a bigger impact because we haven't trained each other how to make a bigger impact for the Lord in our world. So if we're going to do that, what do we need to do? Well, you tell the person why. You know, they need to know that, hey, you know, now that you're a believer, there's supposed to be some growth. So you explain to them. You're going to help them to grow. You're going to help them develop. You're going to explain to them, here's some steps that are going to be taken. And it's going to be a, a process as you mature toward Christ-likeness. Then you spend time with them. Disciples aren't made by programs. Disciples are made by other disciples. There's got to be that one-on-one -on -one personal involvement as we help others to grow. You've got to model the right things to do and say, this is the way you do this. You've got to coach. Well, do it this way. Hey, you did pretty good with that, but you know, if you had done a little bit differently this way, it would have been better. You, you've watched coaches. You've got to get the idea. We have to coach them along. We need to encourage them. You know what we need in the church? We need some cheerleaders. Now, I'm not talking about the rah-rah, jump-up-and-down, do gymnastics cheerleaders. But I'm talking about the cheerleaders who will say, hey, you did a good job. We appreciate what you're doing. Boy, when, when you said that, when you did that, it meant so much for me. It touched me in so many different ways. We, we need to be encouraging one another. And then we need to be praying. Praying. It takes a lot of work to make a disciple. And we need the Lord's help and the Lord's guidance and the Lord's strength. And the process of becoming a disciple, a mature disciple, where are you?
You need to receive Jesus as your Savior? Are you a spiritual child? Are you a disciple? Are you a disciple maker? Where does God want you to be? Maybe you need to take the next step. Maybe, maybe the, the step you need to take is receiving Jesus as Savior. If you've received Jesus as Savior, you need to say, okay, I want to start learning again, like I did when I was a kid in elementary school. I want to learn the basics of the faith so I can begin to grow. I want to take a refresher course. I want to start making some progress in this. Maybe if you're a spiritual child, you're ready to move on and become a disciple. Maybe you're ready as a disciple to move on and figure out ways you can become a reproducing disciple. Where does God want you to be? Where does God want us as a church to be? What do we need to be doing to get the understanding that our job is to take lost people and not just make converts, but to bring them to spiritual maturity so that they're ready to follow the Lord and to obey the Lord and to serve the Lord. As we continue with our service, keep some of these thoughts in mind. 